Tenpence Arcade Podcast is sponsored by Retro Games Party. Get out of emulation and into the real arcade of Retro Games Party. Arcade game hire for public events and private parties. With free regular community-led meetings throughout the year, there ain't no pie like a Retro Games Party. Visit their website at www.retrogamespie.co.uk and get involved. Tenpence Arcade Podcast is now a proud member of the Throwback Network. Hello and welcome to the Tenpence Arcade Podcast. I'm Victor Marland, known as Vertvic on various forums, and he is... A Crowley, Mr. Chucky Egg. This is episode 20 of the podcast, and this week we're reviewing Naughty Boy. Naughty, naughty, very naughty. You've been a naughty boy, Vic, have you? Well, I'm usually a bit naughty, but yeah. naughtier than normal this week, I think. <laughs> well, let's get straight into it. What have you been up to since the last podcast? Loads, loads. We went up to the arcade, didn't we? Yes, we've been up to the New Frontier Arcade, RGP and U72's new project. How much uh, awesome sauce was there going on that night, mate? Oh, it was awesome, mate. Yeah, that was really cool. I Pretty... don't. We'll have to stop saying awesome because it's one of those things we're going to be saying a lot when we talk about this arcade. What, awesome? Think. Yes, awesome, awesome, it awesome, 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 awesomeness. It was really, really good. It was everything I expected it to be and more. And do you know what? They had little cheese sandwiches in, in <laughs> yeah. there. And it was like a little kid's they party in little, that little um, area. It was brilliant. The little sticks, what do you call them? The oh, little, yeah, we had uh, little pineapples on sticks yeah. and sausages and space raiders. It was absolutely brilliant. How many cool arcade machines? We're going to start about it now. Or? Oh God, yeah, let's do it. We got a lot. to Well, cover, we did a walk around. We did a recording, didn't we? So we did. We did. We thought we'd do it early so we can play. <laughs> so we you can to listen quick. to all the cabs that uh, on show up there. Yeah, the ambiance. Ambience. Did any stick out to you? Yes, definitely. Space Zap. Space Zap. I yeah, love Space Zap. On I, I whipped your bottom quite hard. Yes, we played Space Zap. It's an old black and white game, an old Bally Midway game. It's got to be from about seventy-eight, seventy-nine. It's a really old cab. It's a beautiful looking You've cab. You've got to have very good reflexes for yes, that. Yes, it's a Twitch game, isn't it? a few rum and cokes, I didn't have any. Yeah, you had a few <laughs> rum and cokes. You did all right to start with and you gave up because I think it was just getting a yeah. bit too fast. I liked it wasn't. though and you did beat me hands down. You know, that was awesome skills there, Vic. Yeah, I, I started playing it and I've been playing um, a lot of rhythm games on the iPad lately with the wife. Right. And it's got me used to oh, doing right. things quickly, I think. Quick uh, reactions. Quick reactions. And I wasn't drinking that night because I was too busy playing and I was driving as well. So yeah, it might probably helped. Yeah. Um, but this game is, it's, oh, I was, I was talking about it to someone on another podcast the other day. And it's, uh, it's, you got four buttons on the right hand side and a fire button. So you've got a space ship in the middle of the, the screen, like a space base, and you can point up, down, left, right with your four buttons. And then you press fire to fire your lasers. And there's things flying at you from all four sides. And you've got to quickly hit them before they hit you. And then there's a spaceship that flies around you and, and you realize it crashes into you if you leave it yeah. too long. And uh, it's just a real Twitch game. But the cabinet is beautiful. It's only a black and white game, but there's sort of like a gel overlay all around the screen. It looks sort of green and yellows. Yeah. And the way you've done the white graphics on the black background, and it's also got a mirror up above the screen. So it, when you when you blow up, there's a big sort of flashing effect, and it, it flashes above as well because it's on this on this really cool mirrored screen. And on the side art as well, we couldn't really see it. It's really nice stenciled side art. That's the kind of cab I might just put in my fantasy. Top ten. Eh? Yeah, yeah, that'd be number ten for me. Yeah. So yeah, I really like that cab. Really, really liked and it. What did you get? About hundred thousand. I was one hundred and forty-four thousand. I beat Sean Vaught, Holly yeah, as well. I think I only got in a... your face. <laughs> I think I only got about sixty. Yeah, well, when we was playing it, I got one hundred and thirty-nine. My first go, I got quite good. I thought oh, I like this game. I'm good at it. I'm going to like it. Yeah. 
And then when we played against each other for our little competition that um, Anthony Graham uh, set up for us, and he also filmed, he hasn't been able to edit it yet, so that'll be on our, we have to start a little YouTube channel, put it on your YouTube channel, maybe your Nintendo yeah, yeah. one. Uh, there's well, a lot of did, us messing around, I think, as well. We a did, lot of messing we, around. We were interviewed by Games You Loved, weren't we? We by were, Chris. yes. That was quite fun as well. Yes, and thanks for that, Chris, for, for that, because it was really good, actually. You got a bit too up close to us. We are slightly ugly. Well, I'm better looking than you. I was Well, yeah, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> Yeah, and it was quite a close-up interview, but um, we were talking about one of the things we love, Donkey Kong. So yeah. when he said, do you want to do a Donkey Kong interview right now? I went, yeah, all right. And you went, oh, okay, I'm up for well, that. We had about 20 minutes to talk about it, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, we, we could have gone on and on and on, really. Yeah. I could have taken the back off and showed him inside and showed <laughs> yeah. what this bit does and how this bit's made. Yeah, yeah. it's one of those things, those those sort of cabs uh, we're really into. Yeah, I mean, for me, Hot Rod was star oh, of the show. yeah. Only because I just saw so many people playing it, having so much fun on it. Yeah. I heard cheers at one point. Did you yeah. hear that? Alpha One and the rest of the guys yeah, were just was, cheering. I looked I over. We, I think we were playing um, Space Zap at the time for our competition. Yeah. I was looking. I think you were playing it. I was looking on and giving you grief, obviously. And uh, I heard this big cheer go up. Uh, yeah. I'm sure you'll hear it on the uh, the video in of it as well if he was recording at that time. And there was always guys going crazy around yeah. this. It's a four-player machine. You look yeah. down onto it and you all play facing each other. And there was a big, massive competition going on there. And I, I sort of... Later on, I think we heard it as well, and I talked to talking to John Studley, and I said, "That's what I want to hear in an arcade. Yeah. That's what I want to see." Everyone having fun. Oh, they were having immense themselves. fun. Yeah, it was just it was grown up guys yeah. behaving like children, yeah. which was lovely. And another thing I'd tell you: a lot of uh, female gamers there. Do you notice that? Yes, a lot of girls yeah. walking yeah. around the place enjoying themselves playing the games. It's brilliant. I even had a lecture on Buddhism when I was playing uh, Black Widow. Some okay. guy who was an actor on on Vector Graphics, and he thought there was some connection with Buddhism. Vector graphics, very Maybe. deep conversation. <laughs> well, you know, you know our, our sort of hero, uh, Llamasoft, Jeff Minter. Yeah, he's um, a bit of a hippie type, and he loves the vectors, and his games are really trippy and colourful. Yeah, so maybe there's something in it there. I don't know if he's a Buddhist he was pretty himself. He was pretty good. He was in the zone. In the zone, yeah. 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 Must have quick reaction. Black Widow was awesome. Enjoyed playing that. Oh, I love it. Black Q-Bert. Widow. Did you play Cubert there? I didn't actually have a go on Cubert because I was too busy doing everything else. But I was, I was watching Sean Holly, and he got about fifty-five thousand on yeah. it. And his top's about 83. He's doing really well. Yeah. He loves the game. We've yeah. really put him onto that one. I think You've got to love the cab, though, as well. I mean, oh, it's beautiful. Wicked, isn't it? Do you know what? I'm, I'm really annoyed now you just said that. I didn't have a go on it. I didn't listen out for the knocker to see if there was a knocker present on that no, I cab. I can't hear it. Well, you wouldn't. You, you know, you'll hear by when we play the, uh, so the, the walk round how loud it, it was. Oh, does it kick in when you die? Or? Yes. When, when Coily jumps off or you jump off, it goes... <whistles> and it goes... And it hits right. the, the side okay. of the cab. But didn't hear that. Yeah, we'll have to sort of uh, go in there one day next time when it's quiet before they, they start up. But it was a lot of noise going, a lot of 80s music going on, yeah. uh, a load of neons. And everyone was just enjoying themselves. Everyone was really well behaved. They were drinking in the designated areas and eating yeah. in the designated areas. Did you play Crossbow? I that didn't. Was, was oh, I wish I had. One. There were so many games I didn't play, you know, because I was playing yeah. a lot of my favourites. And, and Space Up got a lot of play. Everyone's keeps saying about Crossbow, you know, it's quite an old game. And as soon as I, as soon as I started playing it, I, I remembered it straight away oh, back right. in the day. It's a really early game. Yeah. And they just sort of, the characters walk across the screen, you've got yeah. to shoot them. Oh, okay. It, it's, um, there's similar games, like there's Cheyenne and there's a, there's a horror one as well, isn't there, where you've got to shoot the limbs horror off people. One, that's yeah, right. the Chiller. Chiller. Yeah. yeah. There's three games in the same sort of vein. I think they're in, in the, the same, same cabinet. Cab. I think so, okay. yeah. Very similar cabs, because they had the sort of crossbow gun things yeah, it's on them. When you see it on, on MAME, you don't recognise it, but then when you see it in the cab and yes. you start playing, it's like, oh, I remember this. They had a few of those at Fun Spot. They had a little yeah. row of them. I think they had all three. 
That would be cool. Yeah, yeah, it'd be nice seeing them all together, wouldn't it? Because gun games aren't really my favourite, but they those particular old gun games sort of hark back to the EM fun, games. Aren't they? Oh, they are fun. Five, ten minute fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they are. I like them. So, what else did you like at the the New Frontier? Well, it was weird because last time I was there, I was building the, a few of the walls in there, so it was a, it felt a lot bigger back then. Yeah, I thought it was going to be awesome. Obviously, they filled the whole place with cabs. Yeah, but there's enough and room to get around. Smaller. Oh yeah, loads of space to they, get around. They filled it up. Perfectly. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And then the cabs are all in the right places, all the drivers around the outside. Yes, yeah. They've got the pins in one corner, sort of little rooms, sort of different areas. Yeah, little offshoots for the shooting games. Yeah. I noticed no, there's was, a little sort of cafe area where you can eat. And it was perfectly spaced. I think so. James Definitely. was right when he when he said to me ages ago, they could have fitted another 20 cabs in there. But it would have been too it much. It would have been too packed. No. And I mean, we had a lot of people in there. Yeah. A lot of people. You don't need and to, that's enough games. I wasn't squeezing past anyone. It was great. Yeah. Absolutely fine. Yeah, so uh, I think the next one, not be to con- not to be confirmed yet, is in November. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's a long way to get there, but I think ultimately it's worth it. Wasn't it's it? the ultimate place for us to go, really, I think, for yeah. collectors, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you've got these events, the big events that replay coming up. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it'd be great, but you can't beat that atmosphere that he's just yeah. created there. Real friendly, because we knew a lot of people there. Yeah. And we obviously met a load of new people as well, which yeah. was nice. Yeah, the drive back was no problem, straight through. Getting up there was a bit of a nightmare on the M6, a bit, bit mm. slow, but who cares? It's a long way to go. Oh, a long way. Yeah, I was on my own as well, so I, was, I had Morrissey with me in the car. No wonder you were miserable <laughs> when I first saw you. Yeah, yeah, it was good. <laughs> yeah, so really enjoyed the place. The thing we did the other night, which you sadly couldn't do, we did a joint podcast with Retro Obscura. Yes, this Monday's not good for me, mate, I'm no. afraid. Well, you had a little bit of an emer- quick emergency, yeah. which was, couldn't be helped, so yeah. it was okay. But another thing was, there were supposed to be five of us all together. There was Dubstep Dad, there was Aaron Hickman, there was Sweet, there was you and me. That would have been and a gas, yeah. It would have been, but unfortunately Dubstep had a massive power outage where he lives in Florida, where apparently it happens quite a, a lot, and he couldn't get on. shouldn't rely on all that Russian fuel. Absolutely, especially <laughs> in Florida. So, yeah, he couldn't get on because of that. And um, the other guy, Sweet, he, he couldn't do it because he had to work all day, unfortunately, because I think it's a, it's a busy time for him at the moment. So we thought, oh, sod it, we'll, we'll do it anyway. And we had a right laugh. It was, we're it was we're good. not important anyway, are we? No. Nah. The most important guys were there, I think, we'll find. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll leave a note on the show notes so you can download that. It was real good. Cool. And some of the other guys um, gave up some audio submissions of the game we were playing, Uncle Pooh, which is a favourite of mine. It's a silly game, but I was really getting into it. I got into it, yeah. Really good little game, game, isn't it? Yeah. It's weird, because I sort of picked it a while back, because it had a silly name, and it involves Pooh and all this sort of childish rubbish. But you start playing, it's actually quite a good little game. Got right into it. I got my best score live talking to Aaron when I was doing it. I was talking about all sorts of other stuff and trying to keep an eye on what was going on on the computer and everything. Yeah. Got my best score. Got over 80,000 on it. It's, it's quite cool. It's got these these walls, that are like a waterfall, or water pushing you yes. through the levels. Yeah. Uh, like, mine's like a game and watch game. I think it's Safe Buster where you've got the walls pushing you. Oh, really? Pushing you around. So you've got to keep moving all the time. Yeah. Most people liken it to Devil World. Devil World. On the Famicom, on the Famicom yeah, the Miyamoto game, yeah. the early Miyamoto game. But that pushes you in all directions. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's sort of like a minefield, and you this old guy, and you <clears throat> fart and poop and all this sort of stuff. It's silly, but it's a good little game. Yeah, it's fun. A real nice little game, actually. I might have to get on a T-shirt. <laughs> so that was really good. Uh, we had a bit of a gas doing that. We talked about all sorts of other stuff, and we did some some bits that they do, like the artwork. We take the mickey out the artwork of different games. Yeah, it was a real fun. And, and the other guys did some audio submissions and you lost the uh, challenge the you, you only got, just Come no, you, you got to sing live now sing what you got to sing Pac-Man Fever don't even know the song 
Do you I know can't. what? You, you, did, uh-uh. you didn't lose. You came fourth. Did I? Yeah, I got you. No, you came fourth. You got 55,000 when you were here. Yeah. And Aaron only got 50,000. So he actually sang. You oh, have to download the podcast. It's quite good. He did a good version of it as well, actually. I was thinking, it's actually, good. I'd have to do it in a Dalek voice. You know I can do my Dalek voice. <laughs> if you're going to do your Dalek voice, step away from the mic a little bit. Ah, another thing I've got a bone to pick with you, chum. You've become a moderator on UK VAC. I have, yeah. You're not moderate, right? What am I then? And I've been on there for eight <laughs> years and not a sausage, not even a sniff of authority. And you will respect my authority! I know, You've been I know. On there two you, know minutes. I, you know, Bunny, I wanted to get you on there too, but they thought having two tenpence arcade. They thought, no, he's, he's awful. A bit so having him on the conspiracy. So what, what is your role going to be as a moderator? My role is going to be on the ground, helping and promoting the hobby. As opposed to being in the air. Exactly. <laughs> Flying in, around. in the internet air. So what are you going to do on there then? Um, I'm going to help out with uh, the UK Vax stall. And stool? Yeah, we're going to have a stall at every event. Oh, stall? I thought you said stall. No. <laughs> And then we're going to get lo- I want to get loads of photographs of people's collections okay. and restorations mm-hmm. and have them on a big billboard. Oh, nice. So passers-by, the general public can have a look. Try and get them involved, get more people interested in the hobby. Absolutely. You know, I think that's a great idea. Because I remember when we used to do the motorcycle events, me and my dad, and he used to have uh, his British Motorcycle Club, and he used to have all the pictures of all his old bikes he'd restored, and you couldn't... Loads of people just stopped and just looked at all these pictures and absolutely loved it. Oh, good you know, idea. got more then, yeah. and more people involved, you know. Mm. You can just show the pictures. Yeah, yeah. Especially it's nice for, to see them, but yeah, it's good yeah. to Especially see Especially if they're done. big cabs, they're, you know, pain in a butt to get out, aren't they, on yeah, tour? Yeah, yeah, you need vans and what sort of stuff, yeah, I need. And it's just nice to see a resto, I think. Yeah, people restorations. Going to it. That's, on, on the many forums I do visit, Jammer Plus and UK VAC, I haven't, I've yet to go on Dragon's Lair forums. I will yeah. go on there because it sounds really good. You've, you've put mm. me onto that, especially with Bruno being the guy yeah. on there. And, and Arcade Otaku. I normally look on the For Sale, because I'm yeah. always after bits and bobs, and Wanted, see if anyone wants any of my bits. Yeah. I always look on the galleries. Yes. And the restoration. So I want to see how people have done things. And yeah. even sometimes the pickups they do. Yeah. You know, when well, the, what's arrived today. The road sort of trips thing. on the Dragon's Lair for them. Oh, yeah, there loads oh, of them, isn't there? You know. I'll have to go on there and have a look. I try not to do too many forums because they take up a lot of time. You know, you've got to look at this one, look at that. And sometimes I get mixed up where I've I am got, and who's I've got, been on there. I think I've got three main forums. That's UK Vax number one, mm-hmm. obviously. Dragon's Lair forum. And John's Arcade, which is the American forum. Oh, I yeah. feel like if I go on to Clove, I'm like a small fish in a big pond. Yeah. If I go on to John's Arcade, I'm a small fish in a dirty pond. Yeah. I kind of <laughs> like that. <laughs> Them stinkers, that black dog. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, do you know what I mean though? Freeze, freeze enough. Yeah, yeah, it does get, I still look on Jammer Forum still, because there's a lot of people I know on there and like. Yeah. UK Vax is one of the older ones we sort of involved with a bit more. Arcade Otaku for the Japanese stuff. I yeah, love looking like at the Japanese. So, yeah, I don't, I'm not into Japanese that so much, cabs. but yeah. Yeah, well, each their own. Yeah. But Dragon's Lair Forums, those, there's a lot of European guys on there. Yeah. And they're sort of closer to us. So, yeah, I think so. And Clove, I do look on, especially for buying stuff, because the Americans have got a lot of I'm gear. I'm still looking for an EM forum, Electrical Mechanical Forum. Yeah, That'd I'll get cool. on to Michael Johnson, the guy I met in Seattle, yeah. and see if he knows about that, because he's, he's big into the EMs. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be interesting, especially for your... Uh, Battle Sharks. The Battle Sharks you've got to sort out yeah. very soon. I've also been trying to get monitors sent off to people. We know I've messed up some monitors. Alpha One took on two tubes for me late at night around RGP's place when we were at the, the arcade. So thanks for that, Alpha. And he's going to deliver them to Tony, TB2000. And hopefully he's going to give me a decent one back. And he can have those two to work on. I'm also selling some of my cabs. I know. Yeah. Surprise. I'm selling Donkey Kong, the one I built. Yeah, mainly because. Yeah, but it's one of those things. It was the fun was in the build. Yeah, 
obviously the fun's in Donkey Kong. I love playing Donkey Kong. I, I built that cab with the sole purpose to play in Donkey Kong and Popeye. Because I made it so you could turn the, the monitor around, which you can't do in a normal Nintendo cab, unless you type, you know, muck about with the, the bolts in the side of it. But I never, ever put a horizontal game in it. I always kept it vertical playing yeah. Donkey Kong. And I got a Donkey Kong Jr. original cab, orange one. Which, which you're I never going to get rid of. No. No no no, 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 no. That's that's one that's never going. Yeah. And I can play Donkey Kong in that. And that's yeah. what I used to play in it. And I don't play Jr. that often, but I must play bit more trying yeah, to think score. for you it is the building and just to show that i can build this you know? yeah it's something to do you're I, good at that aren't you i wouldn't do it for other people because it's sort yeah. of a personal thing but yeah <clears throat> it's it's the building and doing things and you know you sort of do it and you use it for a while and it plays exactly the yeah. same as a real cab it looks so similar it plays it's got the right hardware the proper joysticks the red, uh, red radar scope yeah it looks color. really nice the red's lovely on it uh, it's proper proper Nintendo buttons, which are different from normal Leaf buttons. They're taller, different feel altogether. And they've got micro switches underneath them. It's got a proper Donkey Kong joystick, which plays like no other joystick. Mm. And it's got the proper bezel and all the Reaper artwork. And it, it just plays lovely. Yeah, it's cool, mate. So, you know, that one's going to a good home. The new yeah. Frontier Arcade. Or maybe James is going to keep it his place. I don't know what he's doing. Because they're getting a few Nintendo cabs together. <gasps> he's catching up on me. Yep, he is. He's got that, that Popeye of yours, the old Popeye. Yeah. So you've got your new improved one. And also, I'm selling one of my ponies. The white one, which was my best-looking pony, which is the uh, Japanese arcade cab. Because that was quite unique for you to have three ponies yeah, in a row, wasn't it? it was. The two I've got, I bought myself and did them up a lot. From, from They were pretty mullered when I got them. I did them up, and they're a nice standard now. But they could do with a better paintwork. I'm going to get them powder-coated yeah. before long. And the white one, I hardly ever played it. Because yeah. I got the two horizontal and vertical. I, I put my Dreamcast in it for a while, and I was playing... Street Fighter 3 Third Strike and that new Sturmwind. And um, I took it out of there to put Jammer games in. I never really played it. Mm. So I offered it back to the guy who sold it to me for exactly the same price. He said, yes, please. And hopefully we're gone this week. So that'd be in the arcade up there now, wouldn't it? Yes, it'll be in the New Frontier arcade, yeah. I expect. Yeah. So, so what's the reason for this sale then? What's What you're making room for? Vic? Come on. I didn't want to explain that, but I'll tell the <laughs> listeners. Um, I've hopefully got a death race coming, oh. which is one of my grail camps. Well, you had a Grail cab last week. Why can't I have one? So yeah, tell Death us Race. what year is this cab then? Death Race. Oh, now you put me on the spot. I think it's 76. 76. Uh, don't quote me on that. But it's an old black and white game. Yeah. And it's a TTL Logic game as far as I know. I don't think it's got a processor in it. So it's an old game. So it probably doesn't play that well on MAME. And it's it's got really unique sounds on it. And it's a lovely little game. And it's a guy in Germany who's kindly agreed to sell it to me. We've That's agreed a price. Mm-hmm. I've got to get... I think you're getting some cabs as well. Uh-huh. So we're gonna uh we're gonna combine some postage and yeah. a good friend of ours is sorting out all the deliveries for us, which is absolutely awesome. Thank you very much. We're getting some you're getting some other cabs as well, aren't you? Do you wanna explain that? Mr. Grail yeah, well, cab? It's funny, as soon as I picked up the sheriff, I had a few people uh, contact me about some cabs they wanted to sell. You know where that is, don't you? Two people in one day. This sucker will buy any old Nintendo rubbish, he'll have Maybe. it. Yeah. But to be honest, I'm not desperately looking for anything else, but when someone offers you... What, even a skyscraper? Hmm? Well, hmm? Yeah. What's the chances of that? Well, slim. Well, the other ones were slim, weren't they? Well, yeah, true. Go on, give it to us. What are it's they? It's an upright, upright space firebird. Ooh. You've got a table really, firebird, already, haven't you? I have, but what's different about this is the shape of the cab's completely different than the other Nintendos of America that were made. Yeah. Very pointy and sloped, aren't they? Yeah. Similar, but and sloped. And it's got the same sort of bezel as radar scope and similar control panel. But I guess it for me, it's the rarity of this one. Oh, I mean, you know, yeah. the cab is, I think, as Uli said, it's the only one 
he knows of in the yeah. world. We're to- so, when we're talking rare, we're talking glittery unicorn poo, yes, aren't we? Totally flown in from Mars. Yeah, obviously. But it's not as desirable for me as like Sheriff because that that cab lovely, is just it? unique. It I mean, it's lovely. like you know, it's Nintendo, but it doesn't look anything like the rest of them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's got its own thing. It almost felt like. I've got a completely different cab, yeah. you know, from another maker. It well, almost feels like that you know? artwork on Sheriff as well reminds me of the little because it's down the bottom and at the top you can hardly see the artwork. It's quite subtle, but it reminds me of Game and Watch Art, and I love Game it and is. Watch Art. It's the yeah. same guy who did the Game and Watch Art. Oh, awesome! Really nice. Yeah. And the other cab you're getting? Why well, I'm it's, only getting one? You're getting two Grail cabs. Well, the other what? one is Radar Scope. I mean, it's a project one. I mean, that needs a lot of work. There's not a lot of Radar Scopes around, though, mate. No, is so, there? And I've got the kit for that, but what makes it unusual, this particular buy, is... Um, I didn't know this. Did you know that Radoscope had a voice PCB? Yes, because you told me last week. Yes. So, <laughs> most normal Radoscopes were four-board. Yes. This is a five-board. Wow. Which is the speech board. Yeah, yeah. And it's got a voice written on it. Wow. I mean, how rare is that? I never knew it had voices. No. Cool, I, I mean, think that you, sh- you, showed me, you sent me the uh, the manual for it, and it well, tells you, you what ch- it says. Will you try and find what was the first arcade game that had uh, synthesized speech? I always thought it was Berserk. Berserk. And what year is that? 81? So, so that predates that. Yeah. It? How weird is that? Unless it was an add-on, I suppose. No, but I don't think been, so. Wouldn't have been Because Radoscope didn't do that well. They wouldn't have added on anything no. to it being that unpopular. So this, for me, is quite a, a gem. In so, that sense. so Black Dog from uh, John's Arcade—is he going to freak, freak out a bit? Now you've got this, he hasn't got. <laughs> yeah. I want to say, face, I wanna say thanks, uh, big thanks to Black Dog just for mentioning us on these podcast. Yep. last week, which is the Arcade Outsiders, which is awesome. Check it out, guys. He's cool. They're bad boys on that. Arcade. They're bad boys. Bad we boys. like them. They're rock and roll. And I might get another cab as well. I've been uh, been offered a a lone cab, All right. a Galaxian. Oh, you've always wanted a collapse. I've always wanted I might not give it back. Yeah. Oh, don't tell James that. <laughs> yeah, they're going to loan me this a Galaxian. This is proper Namco one, yeah. Yeah, they're going to loan me a Galaxian because they want to do a few things I've got to help them out with, which I won't talk about just yet. We'll talk about mm. in the future. Uh, yeah, they're going to loan me a Galaxian for a while. I've always cool. liked I love the shape of a Galaxian. That's cool. What would be better than that is the same Gallagher. shape cab. Yeah, no, no, not Galaxian. <laughs> Let me see. That's a poor man's Galaxian. What I was going to say was either a Bosconian yes. or Rally X. Bosconian. I do like Rally X. The same cab, same orientation of the monitor, and I believe they've got the same pinouts. You what could just a, plop a board straight in and play the same game. It's one be button. More awesome would be Miss Pac-Man, Bosconian, Rally X, oh, all together. Zevius in, in a Namco cab as well. Well, Bruno had yeah, I know. About a lucky four, man. I think. Yeah, they're lovely. I really like the shape of those Namco Stroke Bally Midway cabs. The Namco ones are nicer. Or the Japanese, Japanese ones. Yes, they've got different coin doors. They've got nicer artwork. And they're absolutely lovely cabs. I really like the shape of those. I think so, one turned up on the Dragon's Lair form last week. I'm sure. Really? Yeah. They, they are quite rare. They're hard to find. Yeah. Even Japan nowadays are really? quite rare. Yeah. But the, yeah, I'm going to have that for a while and hopefully I can convince them to let me keep it. So I don't know. I'm going to, I'll just throw money just at them. Tell them you lost just it. Just take me shirt off, throw money at them until, yeah, I, I don't know where it is. Sorry, I've lost it. I've lost it in me 12 foot square garage. Sorry. So, yeah, but that death race takes up one and a half cab space really because it's quite a wide game two steering wheel game okay and it's got a big old monitor in it as well so is it mirrored or anything or has it got an overlay no no it's just, just so black, black and white, and white. I no. can't remember you know because it's been a while I played them in America yeah and I haven't played them for a while but it's a lovely game a lot of fun not in MAME so much you can't really play it that way no, it's, it's got steering wheel the cab art mm-hmm. actually on that it's got it's skeletons on yeah. it and this was a game reapers. that was banned back in the day it was it? yeah because you, you've got to run over people but what they did to get around that they said oh no 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 there's zombies there's zombies honestly yeah. and they put sort of a crypt 
sort of uh, graveyard graphics around yeah. it and monsters and they did that zombies a lot in games, didn't they? Changed the characters they into zombies. Sort of thing. Yeah, and you stuff. couldn't have people running over people. No. That's that's almost like Carmageddon sort of business. Well, it's a bit like well the film before. industry as well. I mean, to to make way for all that violence, they just turn the people into zombies. Yeah, yeah. Why not squash them? Don't matter then. Bash them with a whatever. We've been playing a few games on on the iPad. Surprisingly, a fun thing to play mm. games on, believe it or not. And wife was playing Doctor um, Mario clone she really likes. And um, she's playing it without the sound on. Really? Yeah. Dr. Mario. Yeah, it's a Dr. Mario clone. It's an iPad right. version of it. And she was. I said to her, that is unnatural and against nature. Why are you playing the sound off? Mm. She just told me to shut up. Shut up, Meg. <laughs> oh, I've also been at work. Obviously, I sort of work now and again. But I've been engraving some of those uh, coin mech plates I made for Nintendo. So I've done some Broken Token one for the Broken Token yeah. podcast with their BT logo. I've actually engraved them, done them. I'll show you them later on. I've just got to do some threaded holes for I've just got to thread some holes. And I'll be sending those to those guys in Kentucky. That's cool. Firepower! <laughs> That's how they say firepower over there. Okay. Arcade news from around the world and local areas. Okay. What you got then, Vic? Because I've got Pinball Night Four Quarters. Yep. In Peckham Rye. Yep, it's one of our favourite bars around this That's area, isn't it? not this weekend, the weekend after. Wait, what day is that on, Saturday That's or Sunday? Fu- no, is it this weekend? Yes, this weekend, this is the 14th, yeah, so that's oh, the pinball cool. night. Excellent. That'd be cool. I've also got some news about another event they're going to be doing soon. It's uh, a bit of a thank you to the forum people on the various forums who've supported them so far. They're doing really well. Talked to Simon the other night on the phone. Doing really well, apparently. Friday and Saturday, absolutely rammed out. So what they're suggesting is they do a nice uh, meet-up, private forum meet-up at their bar. Open to suggestion, they've, they're asking for people's ideas. Sort of, they've penciled in the 19th of October. They're not mm-hmm. sure about dates. Whoever can make it, you know, most people can make whatever date. And they reckon from about 11.30 in the morning until late. And they'll be up until 12.30 that night. Yeah, it's like a locking. Yep. The bar will be closed to the public until 3pm. So we've got 11.30 in the morning until 3pm to muck about and do what we want there. All our, of our own, just our slot. That's reprobates playing arcade stuff. And they've also got the upstairs attic to play consoles and have uh, little mega competitions and stuff. And then public are allowed in at 3 o'clock. So we're going to have to mingle with the public and the punters. Oh, really? Yeah, all right. I'm sure they're <laughs> decent people if they're going to an arcade bar, goodness sake. And then they're going to provide free quarters and free play on all the games while we're there. And the request all the quarters are used by 3pm will return to the bar staff. Because they give you quarters to play the games, don't they? Like mm-hmm. tokens, I think. And upstairs, they've got NES, SNES, N64, Master System, Mega Drive, Dreamcast, Saturn, Atari 2600, PlayStation. They've got Mario Kart. Eight-player Bomberman, six-foot projector screen to play all these games on. And yeah, stuff. You haven't been up there, yeah? No, I haven't. I was going to go the other week, and unfortunately, we we couldn't go for some reason. I can't remember why we couldn't go. But I'm really looking forward to going there. Really looking forward to it. The bar's only two minutes from Peckham Rye Station, and they're going to provide all sorts of stuff. Like uh, there's hundred varieties of cheese toasty, loads of awesome beers, as you already know. So yeah, that's going to go on. They're also going to provide internet access for us a lot as well, so we don't miss out on the eBay auctions we're looking at at the time. Really? He knows so what we're like. Yeah, he knows what we're like. <laughs> I can't go. I've got to keep an eye on an auction. As if you're not going to turn there, up for there's, that. There's an insert name of Nintendo Cab for Alex here, coming up soon. <laughs> yes, that's really good, I think. So hopefully on the 19th of October, but if it gets changed, we'll report back here. Yeah, I'll put a link on there for that. that. It's my daughter's birthday weekend. Oh, so yeah. I'll, I'll go and put the, yeah, the thing in for 10 pence. Anyway, yeah, absolutely. They're going to do some competitions there as well, I think. Uh, and we've also got a competition from the Simon, which we'll talk about later on for this episode. Should do a quiz up there. Yeah, yeah. We've, I've talked to him about that. That will be happening mm. in the future, I think. 
I met up with uh, Phil, nez for life who helps out at the, uh, the Computer Museum in Cambridge. I met up with him just to have a drink, really, on the South okay. Bank, because uh, he works quite near there. I had to give him a, uh, a NES Max control he was after, as I said I had for him. And uh, we spoke about putting on a get-together at the Cambridge Museum of Computing, like a uh, console and arcade uh, meet up there, which would be a lot of fun. They've got some nice consoles there, yeah. a lot of them as well. And uh, the museum has just been given a nice £85,000 grant from the uh, Heritage Lottery Fund. That's awesome. Which is brilliant. Yeah. Really, yeah. really good cause, that is. So hopefully, yeah. I think they're going to invest in someone working there full-time to, to sort out all the bits and bobs they've got so they can show it off properly. Your part-time job for you there, Vic, maybe. Oh, I'd love to. If I could, honestly, <laughs> just sorting through... Check older... your job in and oh, go God. there. Imagine sorting through arcade and console yeah. and computer stuff. You have to wear the brown long. overalls, though. Oh, yeah, a little flat cap. I'd love it. <laughs> I'd sweep up there, honestly. But, I mean, that, that kind of thing for me would be... Night in the museum. <laughs> oh, I'd love to spend a whole night there. Honestly, it wouldn't bother me. But, yeah, that would be a, an awesome little job for someone. Yeah. You know, especially if they know what they're looking for and they can wiggle out what works, what doesn't work. Just and get it playing all... games all night where you're supposed to be Well, that would be an excuse for working, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, we're going to go... I talked to Alpha One all the other day about um, something or other. And he said, oh, you've got to come and visit me and Rav soon because mm. these guys have got a big collection. And I said, yeah. In the next two weeks, one of the weekends, maybe a Friday yeah. afternoon, because I finish early from work, we've got to go down and see these guys. Definitely. We'll take our recording gear, we'll talk to them, we'll talk about all their cabs there, what they're doing with the stuff, and yeah, we'll have a good good time down there and interview these people, I think. About time we did them. Yep, we've been on about doing that for a long time. Because they are we? really the grandfathers of the collecting over here. Yeah, they've been doing it for a long time. Oh, yeah. I was quite young, isn't he? Yeah. He's been doing Vic, it since, like, teenager. Um, Rav's been around a long time. Yeah, he's an old boy. Yeah. I mean, he got them when they were cheap. You yeah, know, when yeah, he did really not well. Not a lot of people were in on it at that he, time. He's got a massive knowledge of arcade yeah. cabs as well. He knows all sorts. He's got a zookeeper. I know. Take, bring bring your money, Alex. Bring your money. I think you have to put, you know, bring a lot of money to get that off of him because it's one of his prized cabs. Yeah. I also found out that he's really, really, really good at Rally X. Yeah, and he's really, really good at Starship Command on the BBC Micro. I saw him playing that, a revival, actually. One of my favourite games. Yeah, yeah, I recognise I recognize it because you told me about that. Yeah, we, we stood outside having a fag for about 20 minutes just talking about Starship Command. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah, that's what you do with these things. It's cool. So, yeah, he's he's supposed to be really good at Rally X. I mean, I mean, good enough so if he could be bothered to record it, world champion. Yeah, so uh, we should get... Bring a video recorder with him and get him to play it, I think. That's about it for the arcade news, I think. Right, let's do pickups. I bought, not been uh, picking up so much arcade stuff, some rubbishy stuff, boring stuff like wires and things for my. I bought a cable for. A cable? Yeah, a Come cable. on, you've got to do better than that. I Rick. can't, mate. I've not been buying I picked up some bog roll. No. <laughs> That's about as interesting as my cable. I bought a cable to connect to my Commodore 64. So I can use a PC as a virtual drive so I can play games. I can send them to it without a tape or a disk drive. It's that simple. But I haven't got it to work yet. But many thanks to a guy on UK VAC from Cosign for helping me out because he's done it before. And he's been giving me tip, tips about doing it. I'm sort of in the middle of trying some other things with it, trying to get it work. I've also ordered one of those cartridge thingamadoo jars for uh, an Atari 8-bit so I can play any game I like on there. One of those compact flash readers for it. It goes in the cartridge port. Yeah, I took the plunge on that. I've been sort of putting it off for a while because uh, a lot of money. I thought, ah, sod it. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to treat yeah. myself. So, yeah, I've been a bit down lately. I thought, oh, get some retail and therapy going. Yeah, yeah, splash out. It's 
50 quid, I think. It's not yeah. a lot of money from a guy in Poland. So, yeah, I'll be bothering the Antic guys about some Atari games then, because they know all about that sort of thing. Talking of Atari, there's a new podcast come out I've been listening to about Atari 8-bits. You know the Antic one I listen to anyway. There's a new one come out called Player Missile. It's a guy doing it on his own. He's, he's got a really good speaking voice. He's, he's practicing for working, speaking for a living doing lectures and stuff, and he's really good at it. And he goes through loads of magazines. He's totally different from Antic. They sort of they sort of go on the hardware computing side of it. This guy talks about magazines and games. He does reviews. Really, really good. I encourage people to listen to that, and I'll put a note in the show notes for a link to it. So go on, then. What, what awesome stuff have you been getting? Um, well, I picked up my uh, Mario Brothers PCBs off Ben Foster Purity. Yep. At the all working meet. now? Um, I haven't had a chance to check them out yet, but he said they're all working. Cool. I've just been so busy down that game. I just want to get that sheriff sorted first. So, um, yeah, that's been top priority at the moment. While the monitor's out, I've been inside trying to clean the mould. There's like that white mould yeah, inside. Yeah, you said about the mould, yeah. So I've been trying to get rid of that. Uh-huh. But I, sheriff's fully working now, isn't it? You put another board in there with the ROMs in it. Yeah, okay. I picked up a spare board as well. But oh, I've had nice. a chance to pick, I haven't chanced to test it out because the monitor's out at the moment. So It's, it's, quite, it's quite unbelievable. You bought, you've got this grail cab and then bits are just flying towards you. It was almost as, not quite as lucky as me, but I find them four boards for Space Fever that time. Yeah. Someone just offered me them out of the blue. I was like, yeah. I know, it was like the Space Fever when we were looking for them. Do you remember all yeah. of a sudden, in the space of six months, there yeah, were yeah. Four, four or five of them on eBay. I know, the, the cocktails are quite common over here, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so it's really good. But um, yeah, I was quite lucky to get that, Sheriff. Yeah. I'm really pleased with that. I've also been making a light box for my Donkey Kong Marquee. Oh, my, nice. You know my Kong off too. Yeah, it's all signed by the top players, yeah? Yeah, so uh-huh. it's, I've made it out of cheap wood out of uh, Wix Builders Merchants. And I've been spraying it up today. Oh, nice. In like a red, radar scope red. Oh, yeah. So that goes in there. I've just got to get like a, a light, probably an LCD light, LED yeah, yeah. light. Yeah, getting from on cheap a, On places, a battery. Yeah. I don't want it on a wire. Oh, okay. So I can move it around wherever I want to. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty good idea. So that's pretty cool. Been busy doing that. I'll be interested to see what it looks like. We'll get some pictures of that when you get it done. Yeah. Put them on the show notes. Vectrex, I picked up, I had to buy that one off. Oh, we've been playing Vectrex. Do you know why? Because we had it up at the RGB place playing it, didn't we? Yeah. Did you well, get into it? Yeah. You because it had one? that card with it. Have you bought well. that with it? Yeah. Ah, cool. You've got loads of games there. But in. it seems to be collapsing slightly on the screen. Seems to be, did you notice that when you were yeah, playing it? Yeah, it was, it was, Vectrexes do act up a little bit because they're vectors. Um, it might just be a cap kit needs them. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's some good guys. Uh, you ought to join the Vectrex Facebook page. I'm on there. Oh, okay. Uh, you have to be approved, and you'll get approved because you know people on there. Yeah. But they talk all sorts of Vectrex. And you've seen all the Vectrex homebrew come out. Well, there's a few on the on the. Oh, card. my Lord. Yeah. You've seen Vector Pilot. No, I haven't seen that. It's a... Uh, I forgot about this. I'm glad you brought it up, actually. There's um, a version of Time Pilot for the really? Vectrex, and it is amazing. Really? It's easily the best game on Vectrex. So can you download some of these cards in? These well, this one you ones. can't because it's a homebrew game, and this guy's actually selling it. He's put a lot of work into it. And it's better than a professional game. Mm. You can buy an actual boxed, complete game of it. You get the cartridge, an original cartridge, and you get a choice of three overlays. He's done three different overlays for it. So it's it's basically a professional cartridge, but it was brought out like last year. And I know someone who's got it, and they're going to bring it when they come and visit me, and hopefully I'm going to play it, because it's about £40 to buy. Yeah. But it's a brand new game on real hardware. With a real instruction manual, a real blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. And you look on YouTube, it is really good. It plays just like the original. And when you see the effect, you know when you do the level and it sort of morphs out and it goes all thin? If anyone's played Time Pilot, they know what I'm talking about. It does that and the actual overlay is shaped and coloured like that. So when it does it, it makes this amazing effect. 
And it's you get really good. Different times, like you, yes. get, the, you get the flying it's saucers. Got, and... It's got all the levels the arcade's got, all four levels, and it's got a secret level as well, which you unlock, I think, if you get uh, in the high scores. It is really good. I'm seriously considering buying it. I might just put it on a Christmas bad, list. 40 quid. Yeah, yeah, so £40. It seems a lot of money for a, a game on an old console, but a lot of people are doing this now. They're releasing these professional boxes with professionally made well, the thing is, how, how many is he going to make of them, though? Yeah, exactly. I mean? and it's going to cost him a fair bit to make one oh, of those yeah, nowadays. Definitely. I, I think I'm going to It's not mass-produced, is it? Yeah, but they, they've been doing a lot of games. There's uh, Vectrexians, which is Galaxians for the Vectrex. Right. There's loads of good games well, Don't out start getting really... into that now. Oh, goodness. I'm a Nintendo really fan, that's all. You'll be a Come Vectrex on. fan. I mean, Vector games Oh, I used brilliant. to have a, quite a large Vectrex uh, collection, but... Yeah. Just can't collect everything, can you? It just costs so much money. Yeah, but these these SD card ones with all the yeah. ROMs on, because a lot of these ROMs now are in the public domain. You know, they're not um, copyrighted anymore. Yeah. And obviously, what I'd like to do is is actually buy ROMs from these new people, but they don't often do it. Because I'm all for supporting these new developers doing these new games. I want to give them some money to help them out and have their games, but mm. I don't really want a box full of cartridges and boxes that's not for me i know you like that sort of thing and i'm sure you you'll yeah. buy it i'm sure you will it looks really really cool yeah. so yeah that's that's that one well it's like that's the boxes for all these old games it's the artwork was normally better than the game yeah that's oh, why yeah. you've got to get the box haven't Absolutely. you i'm just looking at your little collection over there yeah, yeah. straight away i see advanced dungeons and dragons now i don't know about you guys out there but i used to play this religiously yeah it was one of my favorite games it's such a cool game and anything is, uh, with that kind of artwork on it is a must buy for me this is Advanced Dungeons and Dragons Treasure of Tarmin on the yeah. television. And Paul Nermanen sent me this one. And he actually sent me the box and instructions and everything. Because you do need the instructions of this game. It's quite a complex game. I haven't actually played it. I haven't had time to play it. I think you've got a few hours to get into it. Yeah. But yeah, it looks really cool. And the, the graphics on the front, the artwork is amazing. You've got a, a big ghoul there with an axe. And you've got a, yeah. a guy having a big fight with a scorpion, a massive scorpion. You've got some skeletons and some bats and stuff. Yeah, it's really, really cool, cheesy 80s artwork. I love it. I went to Car Boot this morning and picked up a nice little Game Boy in an original carry case, which was quite cool. Oh, one of those newbie carry cases. Is it well, newbies? it's plastic, like, you know, like a handbag type thing. You carry your Game Boy so around. So you're even to your, using to your Nintendo handbags now? Yeah, okay, fair enough. It's cool. I was the coolest guy at the Car Boot. A handbag? Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's unusual for me to find something like that. Recently, it's just been rubbish. Yeah, apart from my Commodore 64 I bought the other week. That was yeah, that cool. was good. So that's it on the old pickups, my old chum. Well, let's do feedback. We have had a ton of feedback. You know, I was moaning the other week we didn't get much feedback. We have had an absolute ton of it. Yeah. Honestly, it's been. Re- I really appreciate it. Please keep it up. We'll read them out. And uh, anyone who criticises is going to get a sock full of trackballs around here. So don't do that. We want all good things. No, only joking. If you've got anything to say you don't like, tell us and we'll try and sort it out for you. Uh, I'll go through these and you can chip in if you like. Alpha One. Oh, nice work, chaps. Love the Bruno interview, which is all down to you. Everyone seemed to like the Bruno interview. Yeah. Especially the background noise of the games, the ambience of the games. Uh, Phil Eaton, who's a long-time UK back member. Old boy. Still loving the show, guys. Keep it up. Thank you. Uh, Tronads asked you at the New Frontier Arcade who won. And you looked all confused and didn't know what he was on about. (laughs) Was that to do with booze by any chance, young man? Someone suggested I was too drunk to know. But no, I wasn't that drunk. Well, you can tell everyone now who did win the challenge. Well, let's tell the listeners what it went down to. It went right down to the wire. It went right down to uh, Asteroids. Yeah. Uh, Basically, we played a few games. We played Sega Rally, which you won. Yeah. Because I'm no good at car I games. I really beat like, you at that, didn't you I? You did crap. You thrashed me. You were going for ages. 
We played Afterburner in the Afterburner moving cab. That was awful. It's a horrible game. I didn't like it at all. I like no. the moving around. It threw you about a bit. But it's too much on the screen. It was. It's just It's just all in your face. It's just pixels everywhere. I didn't know what was going on. No. And I had to dodge things. I did all the controls well. I just bluffed it, really, and yeah. won somehow. I don't know how I won. We played Space Zap, which I won, which I was really like that game. Really like the game. You went too, too enamoured with it. We played Bomberman, which I was going all right, and then I blew myself up because I'm useless at Bomberman. Yeah. And you beat me at that. I think I was playing the waiting game on that, and you just tried to get in as yeah, much as possible. Yeah, I think I didn't realise I had oh, two bombs them... on the go, and I just yeah. hemmed myself in and went, no, and <clears throat> died. So you won on that, fair and square. And we went to play Asteroids, which was down to the wire, the so fifth down game. Line, yeah. Asteroids, and you you had a bit of a strop with the hyperspace button, didn't you? Well, the thing is, I've been practicing that game for about an hour before we. Oh, did you now? Yeah, before oh, yeah. we started playing, I thought that all of these, is, this has got to be the one because I've been getting like twenty five thousand up at Barcade, yeah, up at four quarters, and we both owned an Asteroids cab before. I've yeah. owned two different ones, and you owned forty thousand out of that game. Yeah, before. good score. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just didn't get in. Every the time zone. you press the hyperspace. On asteroids, when you press the hyperspace, randomly, you'll blow up on re-entry. That's what they say. Yeah. Or you'll go right near a rock and it hits you. And like nearly every time you press that hyperspace button, yeah. you were going, oh, it's not fair, I'm not pressing it anymore. I was yeah, like, that was oh yeah. Bad, like, yeah. It was, because every time yeah. I did it, I was, I didn't, I didn't blow up once. No. I think it was just geared towards me then. It was luck at the end of the day. No, I just and I won. So yeah. It was uh, it was right down the wire. Uh, I, some of the games I, I didn't like after Afterburner at all. I, I, I wished it was um, more you know sort of joystick buttons games. You know the, the old yes. style games. But next time, Anthony had to get us some other games next time because he didn't tell us about these games at all. So we had no clue what we were playing. And he said if one of the games craps out and stops working, as sometimes these old cabs do. The backup was Phoenix, and I was mm. hoping, I was praying, please let Sega yeah. Rally break down. Please let Sega. You would have me at that one because it's my old cab, <laughs> and I was quite good at Phoenix. But the afterburn, it did actually break down when you were on like your third go, and you said, "Oh, sorry, you know that's it. We're not going to do any better." Now, it actually stopped working. I was it crashed, fed didn't up it? with it, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's not a game for me. I, I never liked those three D games. I, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I never liked Outrun. No, which that, is unheard well, of. Sort of year, I don't know what what yeah. year is that? Eighty six. Yeah, I was out of the arcades by then. Yeah, what was my thing really? All those clever graphics, clever way they did. But the to me, they date me. the most out of all of the arcade sort of games. Those later ones, because the graphics yeah. where they're trying to prove too much. And there's yeah. so much going on, on the screen. The hardware was getting bigger and better. Yeah. Wasn't it? You know that that sort of and because you had all these these effects, the scaling effects, but they were still quite chunky. I didn't know what was going on half the time on the screen. No. I was just hoping for the best and trying to keep out the way of the bullets. And I couldn't get in or out of the bloody thing. Oh, yeah. We had... It was just so small. You're, you're, you're shorter than me, not by a lot. I'm six foot three nearly, I think. I'm quite tall. And you couldn't get in there. And I had my hip locked up at one point. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, couldn't yeah. get in that damn thing. I said, Can I, shall I put this seatbelt on? Because it's actually got a seatbelt inside of it. Yeah. But no, it was difficult getting in and out of that thing. I think uh, Anthony had some fun... Filming us getting in and out of this old cronies getting in and out of this Can't wait car. to see that. Yeah, it's going to be good. So everyone liked that interview with Bruno, as I said. Uh, Bruno apologised for his English. His English no is need. perfect. No need, Bruno. No need. It's perfect. And we hope to see you over here very soon. I apologise for my deaf ears. Yes, it was him not listening yeah. to you proper, Bruno, not your... No, I was really, really tired. Really tired. Do you know so, what? Yeah. I'm really envious of a lot of Europeans, because they can usually speak two or three yeah. languages fluently, and this guy can as well. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Vib Ribbon, Chun, who we know, says, funny how you put voices to faces and then when you finally hear what they sound like, it's not quite the same. What does he mean by that? I don't know, I take that. <laughs> is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? We... Maybe you didn't know which of us had the voice. 
to the face. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't know. Oh, we've had some Spanish feedback. I get a lot of spam on the uh, the website, so I'll read this out. The hecho no está mal el artículo, si bien es cierto que le tiene falta de contenido y documentación. Como si resulta ser un adecuado comienzo. Saludos. Actually, translating is a load of spam. I put it through Google Translate. Really? It's a load of rubbish, yeah. <laughs> but I thought we'd to read it out. a Spanish reader. Yeah, yeah. Listener. We've had a guy called Zappy, who's a, a new guy in UK back, I think. Got to say, really enjoying the podcast, mate. Maybe a new convert here, which is really cool. Thank you very much. And you said your comment read out. So if you keep commenting, we'll read them out. Uh, Rob Hazelby, loving the podcast, gents. Really nice to have a UK-centric arcade show. And one that's so professionally put together. Which is, uh, is he sure he's listening to the right podcast? I remember, I'm editing this. Keep up the fantastic work. It's by far the best podcast out there. Cool. Thanks very much. Thank you very much. That's a uh, high praise indeed. Oh, Carl Nixon actually has a cab of Naughty Boy and he sent it to us on Facebook. I've asked for some more pictures. We're definitely going to put that on the podcast, on the podcast show notes. Uh, it looks quite a fun cab actually. Uh, David Arthur. Hi, buddy. I'm fully caught on the podcast now. They're fantastic. Thanks for all the hard work you do. I really enjoy them. I love the what would you have liked to see at the arcade section. And we're actually going to do one of his picks he gave us as well. So thanks for the great art podcast. Tronads as well. Got another one from him, actually. I didn't realise. Interesting listening to the history of his cabs. Mm. Uh, Bruno's cabs. Muddy Music, our friend Ollie. Really enjoyed the interview with Bruno. Oh, stop with the interview with Bruno. I well, didn't do that. I'm going to be doing more interviews, guys. Yeah, so. yeah. Alex loves his interviews. And he's lucky enough to go to Belgium to do them. I'm quite mm. envious of that, actually. Uh, you can clearly hear how passionate Bruno is about the hobby. And he definitely is. I've read all his road reports on the Dragon's Lair forum, so he knows how hard he's searched to find some of his cabs, especially the Galaxian mm. Theatre. You can read someone's posts regularly, but in an interview with them, you get much more out of the feel for how and why they put together their collection. Absolutely true. Uh, Darth Nuno, which is Bruno, real pleasure to meet you inside the lair. Hopefully next to a massive gaming session where all the games will be put, turned on. So uh, hopefully we've got something going on next year. Well, yeah, I was going to mention, I forgot to mention it earlier. Mention away. Um, I am planning... As part of being UK VAC mod. Yes. Um, New and improved. Organising a minibus trip over to the Dragon's Lair, Bruno's Lair. Yeah, in Belgium. Year. Yeah, next April. Have you got any idea? April, yeah? Yeah. I haven't uh, secured a date yet, no? No date yet. Just getting general interest who wants to come. Yep. I'm trying to get maybe John Jacobson from the Arcade Outsiders over as well. Hopefully he can come. Oh, as yeah. Well, that would be cool. UK, USA, European meet. Oh, that'd be brilliant. At. Bruno's Lair. Yeah. How cool would uh, that be? In April, I may be in Japan. Good I don't night. know. Yeah. Be, Wife wants a new holiday. It. Not sure if we're going to afford it. So, mm. And she'd like to go to Belgium as well. So if we have a day in Belgium looking around the nice things and then me looking around the nice arcade cabs, yeah. might be able to do that. We're not sure yet. But we'll have to sort of work that out, I think. Yeah. So that if anyone an awesome idea. is interested, get your name down, UK VAC. Little thread I've made there of it. Of yep. And, is that a sticky uh, thread, I presume? Yeah, I think so. Yep. And just gave some interest, because it would be really cool for European guys to meet the UK guys as well, you know. That'd be really cool. Yeah. That'd be, oh, that'd be amazing. And Because when we know those guys, we've met them, let's get them over here as yeah, well. Yeah, Get them definitely. up to the, uh, the new frontier. The last one I've had is Andrew Driver. Oh, actually, I've got another page, a really long one. I'll read some bits out of it. Andrew Driver, who I'm not sure who is. So show yourself, Andrew Driver. We see him on Twitter a lot. I think he follows us on Twitter. Uh, been listening since he heard a plug on the No Quarter podcast, so thanks No Quarter for plugging us as well. Great show that's getting better and better. Donkey Kong 3, the one we did, was his favourite. 
Although he was a bit miffed, he only got the poor old game when he got 20 minutes of coverage. I think it's because we talk about it at your place a lot, because you've actually got the game. So what I suggest to Andrew is he comes down to see us, we'll take him to your lair, and you can talk his ear off about Donkey Kong 3 live. Well, another thing I want to plan is a, don- is a Kong off at mine, which yes. would be cool. Yeah, because we could convert a lot of your machines into Donkey Kong, couldn't yeah, we? Yeah, just, just put the boards in there, I'd be up for that. But it's got to be... Sort of like over a hundred thousand to enter, something like that. So we don't yeah, want any yeah. old riff raff. No, no, joining, no. You know, you can only just go over a hundred thousand. Well, no, that's me out then. You <laughs> make you stand outside in the rain. Yeah. So yeah, if you want to come round, Andrew, we'll show you how to play Donkey Kong Free yeah. and show you around the cab. You know, do a personal thing. Right. The, the feedback I've got, I had a really long feedback here. So indulge me, readers, listeners. Sorry, if you want to skip this, it's going to be about five minutes. Uh, this is from Chris Federico. And he's called Chris Plus Plus on the Atari Age Forum, which is a good forum, especially for console stuff. Not just Atari. They do a lot of other consoles on there. Hello, Vertvik. Tell us where the nickname comes from then. And Alex. So my nickname, Vertvik, is quite simple. Virtual Victor. I got it from a, a film where it was, I think it was called The Net. Yeah, an old film with Sandra Bullock in. There's a guy called Virtual Bob. I just sort of nick that, Virtual Victor. That'll do. And yours, Chucky Egg, because one of your favourite games game. on the spectrum in the BBC, wasn't it? Exactly, Which is an amazing yeah. game, we all know that. And hello to your fantastic sound in home arcades as well. I encountered the 10 Arcade podcast a couple of weeks ago, and I've been listening to nothing else since then, and enjoying it a great deal. I've done what I tend to do when discovering a new series. I started listening halfway through the list of episodes, and once I got to the latest, I'll go back to the beginning and see where it all started. I wouldn't do that, the early no. ones aren't... So- the, the, the content's okay, forgive our quality. Before we got the podcast, again, please forgive our quality. But that's what I did with No Quarter. I started listening to about 30-odd, and I went right back to the beginning and just beefed all the way through the whole lot, and I carry on today. Thanks for you not incorporating the usual rather condescending segments, which we sort of do. We don't stick strictly to them, do we? No. You know, top whatever list, outside announcers sections, blah, blah, blah. So we don't really do that. We do it our own way. It's something we Yanks have put up with a lot. Apparently they do a lot over there. You know that movie trailer announcer voice? It always sounds like it's talking to little children. Yeah. Five minutes of uninterrupted music, whereas one wouldn't listen to discussions, etc. You don't need that stuff. Your format works the way it is. So there's one guy's two 2,000 pence worth of opinion. It's brilliant, really. Two cool chaps talking about games. Who'd have thought? Ooh, thanks very much, Cool man. chaps. I like the sound of that. That's very cool. You and Alex are great conversationalists with a lot of knowledge about old games and being another rather obsessive game player in his early 40s. That's our target audience, I think. I find that it's about time a good UK podcast came along. I'm fascinated to hear what you and you lot were up to when first becoming captivated by games. The similarities and the differences in our experiences are very intriguing. For some reason, it's somewhat comforting to know that we're all really up to the same things. Playing games, asking our parents for new computers and money, and eventually chasing birds. Yeah. Where do you get that English expression from? He's an American. <laughs> These things know no borders. In the early 90s, a close friend of mine started one of the very first newspaper paper newsletters about games which were just considered old at the time, and it just started becoming so-called classics and retro games, inverted commas. I eventually, eventually collaborated with him, and we turned this into a rather high-circulation newsletter. Years later, I started corresponding YouTube channels called the Classic Gaming Webcast, and did that for a couple of years until the evil Googles forced all YouTube members to join Google+, Plus if they wanted to continue uploading. He didn't really do the social networking thing, and he won't be forced into this, which I agree with, so I deleted, he deleted his channel, which is a bit of a shame, because I hopefully we can see those. I'm quite interested in watching these channels. I love that sort of webcast things. This rather long setup, perhaps a long way to offer a compliment. But even while I've occasionally considered starting a podcast, I can't be asked yet. 
he must have been English, this guy, because he's using a lot of our phrases. He Can't is, be asked, chaps, all this sort of stuff. And it takes a lot of uh, time and been working on publishing his third book and a few other time-consuming things. So the fact that you guys, one, wanted to do it, and two, effing well did it. And that's that you'll continue to upload new episodes. Yep, every two weeks we'll always do that. Speaks highly of your contagious enthusiasm and dedication at a time when, in his opinion, England sorely needs a good podcast from our perspective. That's cool. So please keep doing it. Yes, we will. And say best of luck with the podcast. We don't need it, apparently. Uh, it's just listen to an episode during where you ask listeners for music, which we, we always like bits of bobs of 8-bit music and arcade-themed music. He's been a musician composer for many years. He writes books. He does webcasts. Mm. This guy's got a lot of talent. And it wouldn't be a hassle to come up with some music for a great podcast. So, yeah, he's asking us what kind of thing we want. So uh, we'll have to get in contact with that's him, I think. Cool. Yeah, I'll yeah. get in contact. So that's Chris Federico, Chris Plus Plus on Atari Thank you Age. very much. Thank you very much for that long email. It's funny, America's got all the arcades over there, haven't they? They've got all the games over there. But they don't have, like, the media stuff that we have. They don't get Retro Gamer over there. They do. They do. Yes, yeah, they but, do. But, I mean, they have to import... Yes, UK it's, one, it's but they don't have an expensive. American one, is what I mean. Yeah, yeah, they haven't. Yeah, they have it. They really like retro gamer as well. Yeah, they, they they get it a little bit later than us, and it's a bit more expensive. They have to wait for it to come over a little bit longer. Yeah, because it's jo- being sold in Barnes and Noble and the big. That's big right. Yeah, John was really on about cool. it uh, this week. On, oh yeah, on Arcade Outsiders because they're always reading about Spectrum, but they never got the Spectrum over there. So they're quite interested to see. Got to remind what those you. Games are. Got to remind you from Diagambolic Aaron on the Retro Obscure to send him that Spectrum. Yes. And I'm going to send I'm him a GX4000 Amstrad I've never used, so he can have that. So we'll collaborate on some postage or yeah. whatever. We'll sort that out and uh, get that sorted out. So, yeah, we've had loads of feedback. Have you had any separate feedback at all? Only what's on the forum there. I mean, you know, I, I read most of it on UK VAC, really. Yeah, yeah I, I do the Twitter stuff. Yeah. Also, we had Anthony Graham, the guy who did the filming for us and, and set up the competition. And oh, I forgot to mention the prize. Because uh, I won, I won a bottle of Jack Daniels. And I don't really drink Jack Daniels, so what I did is I sold it to you for 20 quid, and, and I'm going to give the money to charity. And I've drunk it already. And you haven't given me the money yet, swine. <laughs> so you owe me 21 quid, 20 quid for that. But I'll be giving that to the uh, Macmillan Cancer charity. Good course. Because they helped my mum out, so that's uh, good for them. I'll be sending that on to them soon. Uh, yeah, when I was talking to Anthony, he said about the podcast, and he said, oh, I really like that, that track at the start, your theme music, which is Iris, New Invaders. So I told him all about that and how we know the band and Andrew's a friend of ours and Reagan, the singer, we know very well. And yeah, he was really into that. And a few people have said, you know, what's that track at the start there? So I, I reckon everyone should go and download it. It's called Hydra, the album, which is a, an album of remixes. There's actually another remix of New Invaders on it, which is really good as well. I've used it once on one of the podcasts. So let's do some shout outs. Andy and James. Yes, massive. Yep. Massive ups to you, if that's what the kids yeah. are saying these days. Big up. And We've all that. chipped in for a uh, arcade sign. Yes, I need to put Did my fi- I need to put my fiver in there as well. I said yes, yes. definitely. I'll do it if they if they want a big arcade sign, which I think would look good in the arcade. I'm definitely up for that. That's my fiver. My money any day of the week to yeah. go in there. Yeah. So big up to those guys for setting up the arcade and putting on yeah. such a big, big spread. We've got Nez for Life, Phil, who I met up with, had a drink with, very pleasant. We talked about games and podcasting and the museum, Cambridge and stuff. Sean Jones, who's going to sort my Game Boy out, I'd sent it to him. He only just got it recently because he was on holiday. Hopefully he'll be sending that me back soon because I knackered my screen up. Obviously the Retro Obscura guys for talking to us about the podcast, even though we couldn't all get into it. We'll have to do that another day. Maybe we'll go to them talking about consoles because they went to us talking about the arcades. Maybe we do a, a yeah, do that. podcast to them. And I've also got um, some audio, an audio submission from Aaron did a little review on the game we're doing this week, Naughty Boy, which we'll play later on when we do the uh, the game, which is cool of him to do. 
Right, let's do a sort of new feature. This is Alex's feature. He's going to be talking about artwork of one of his favourite cabs. This is called The Art of Side Art. Wow. Like the Art of Fighting Without Fighting. The Art of Art with, well, art, I suppose. <laughs> well, the thing is with arcade cabs, a lot of the art was hidden, wasn't it? Yeah, and in, especially in the UK, we've got a lot of uh, jammer cabs. Just yeah. bog-standard, boring old black cabs, or maybe a stripey electrocoin cab. And they used to put... Just put a marquee on, maybe control panel Job if you're done. lucky. Job done. Game in. In America, they had all this fancy artwork oh, to damn, sell the yeah. game. And yeah. they did sell the game. And this game I'm going to talk about this week is Fast Freddy. Ah. Because I originally saw this for sale in Arcade Barn. Yep, this is our one friend of John, Sean Melvin. Sean, yeah. As soon as I saw this cab. This was early on in my collecting Yeah, it was the first time you went to the little arcade barn, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And I saw a picture of it, and I thought, wow, that's awesome. Uh, one thing I have to say, just before you carry on, the Americans got a version called Flyboy as well. Yes. I think it was in a different shaped cab. You're going to be talking about the Euro cab, aren't you, with the nice artwork on the side? Didn't um, the guys uh, no, no Quarter review they Flyboy? Did. They did. They did Fast Freddy. Fast Freddy. Yeah, because it's, it's that game where you can crash into clouds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and we found that Which out. Is, Crazy. Crazy, yeah. Yeah, but the one you're on about is the Euro. It's, Euro, uh, so in a Dig Dug cab. Euro. Yeah, it's exactly yeah. the same shape as a Dig Dug. And as it happens, the day you picked it up in the Waspinator van, yes, I you that. borrowed off your mate, we put both cabs together on top of each other. Yeah, don't do that again. Don't do that again. Because <laughs> they can slide. They can slide. It was a, You borrowed um, a big transit van, because your van's only tiny. My mate does um, pest control, and right down the side of his van, he's got a big wasp. A massive wasp. The Waspinator! <laughs> and we turned up to pick two cabs. That must have been hilarious. It was in the winter as well. It was all snow and that down yeah, next to it. It was a cool, cool van, though, wasn't it? It was a good van. Good for two. I can't believe we got two cabs on top of each other because they wouldn't have gone side by side no <laughs> chance we got them in yeah but anyway we picked up this fast freddy and um it was in amazing condition i think it was just a big chip at the bottom of it yes it's got a glass bezel yeah uh, whereas dig dug's got a dig dug and kangaroo the same cab have yeah. got plastic bezels this one's had a glass one and a bit missing on the side and a lot of screen burn if i remember oh goodness Didn't gracious it? it had so much from different games as well yeah it had some vertical burn some horizontal burn some fast freddy burn it was it was a really but the artwork yeah. this is what we're here to talk oh, about yes. the artwork is fantastic it's, it's amazing a big picture at the top of him uh fast freddy in his glider his hand glider and um, you've got the clouds and the, the aeroplane, the helicopters all down the side. And it's just really cool, colourful sprites. I really like it. Oh, it's you a know. lovely looking cab. Yeah, it's white yeah. on the side and it's got a big, almost full art on the side, yeah. hasn't it? And, and the marquee is, is all in one. It's yes. A bit like my sheriff doesn't have a marquee. That's right. It's exactly the same as Dig Dug. Exactly the same as Kangaroo in the same cab. They must right. have modelled them all so in the same no, cab. So no marquee. The bezel and the marquee were all as one. Yeah. And I guess the light behind it must have lit up a bit of the bezel as well, by the looks of it. Yeah, it's actually got a little shelf under it. I was looking at my Dig Dug today, because it's in bits at the moment when yeah. I'm fixing it. And it has got a little shelf to diffuse the light oh, upwards. Oh, it? Yeah, it has. To stop that reflection, yeah. Sort of, you've got that wrapped round sort of control panel the blue lines, which is really nice. And you've got the cone, player one and player two buttons are quite rare, aren't the they? famous Atari cones, yeah. yeah. They, they go for quite a lot of money now if you get yeah. the originals. I'm just looking at on the iPad now, 
It's it's such a cool arcade. It is. It is. You got them really evil looking birds looking all mean. You got these little sort of bubble helicopters who chase yeah. you, and your little fast Freddy looks nothing like the guy you play on screen. I don't know where they got that idea from, but <laughs> the guy on the on the actual he's got cab, a big hooter, isn't he? He's got a big hooter, <laughs> and he's got a really cool little moustache as well. Yeah, which is quite cool. Yeah. Now, see this this game sold it for me just on the artwork. Yeah, because I'd never played the game, but I bought this game because the artwork was so cool, and then it didn't take long for me to realise that the game wasn't all that. No, but you know there was something sucks. about the game, the music for me was really cute. I loved the it's music. So monotonous. And it stayed so... with me for ages. Those guys on No Quarter hated it, didn't they? I know. It's, it's a monotonous game. It. I hated the game. I loved the music. It's such a silly little was, game. The was one great. thing I did like, when you're actually playing the game on screen, the graphic screen, Fast Freddy would look around and just smile at you now and again. Yeah. and do his fi- He did this weird thing with his feet. You press the button, you could knock things out of the sky if you went on top That's of it. them. You could put your feet into a helicopter's rotor blades and knock it out yeah, of the sky. Yeah, which is rubbish, isn't it? Well, maybe it's XAS. Yeah, he's like he's so hard he can knock out rotors on a helicopter. Yeah, it's it's a lovely looking cab. Just shame about the game. Yeah, it really was. So there you go. That's um, art. The art of side art. Lovely. So this is another section we do uh, regularly. What console computer games should have been in the arcade? Going back to the spectrum again, where yep. it all happened. I'm glad you got some because I haven't got any this week, but I've got two list of ones. Do you remember a game called Trash Man? I do remember Trashman on the 48k rubber keyed Spectrum. Kind of similar to Paperboy, but it's more of a top-down instead of the isometric viewpoint that Paperboy had. Yep. And I think they changed the name to Trashman. I mean, our Trashman are actually called Dustmen, aren't they? Bin Men. Bin Men. But to give it that more global appeal, I guess, they changed it to Trashman, which I think is the American name, is it? Yeah, yeah, Trash is American name. So, yeah, basically, he's called Trashman, but... Or is it actually got a name? But you literally just get. get I think he should be called Terry the Trash Man. Yeah. All right, Terry. I'm in the bins, mate. No, I mean. He's got loads of English. Uh, what do you say? Um, Tropes. Yeah, about yeah. it. You can, mm-hmm. you can go into a pub and pick oh, right. up a pint. Oh, really? On your way around, but picking up bins. You say it's like Paperboy. It's more sort of a a, a downgraded UK version yeah, of Paperboy. You're, you're not on a really cool little bike lobbing papers. No, you're walking around. You've got a big dustbin on your back. Yeah. Literally, you're not allowed to tread on the, the grass or any of the flowers. Oh, no. Don't walk you, on the grass. Not points. in England. Not on our yeah, green and pleasant yeah, land. No, no it's chance. a cool little game. Yeah, so you think they're good in the arcade, yeah? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, awesome. Sounds pretty good, actually. I'm going to use the listener ones because I didn't get one. This is one of the things I keep forgetting to do. Sorry, listeners. I'll get a lo- I'll get a stack of them. I'll go on my some of my console games and computer emulators. I'll get a stack of them and I'll, I'll load them up for the, the weeks to come. I'm very sorry. Uh, but David David Arthur, he'd love to have seen Kaboom. Kaboom. Yeah, on the Atari 2600 on a dedicated cab. He understands, as well as a lot of the informed listeners will, and I do as well, it was based on the arcade game Avalanche, a really old black and white Atari game produced by Atari. And he reckoned Kaboom, which is more colourful, uh, the, the theme with the colours and the guy dropping bombs. You had a sort of a, a bandit guy with a little sort of a black mask on, sort of like a criminal, yeah. dropping bombs at you. You had to catch them before they hit the bottom of your, your play field. It's the same as Avalanche, you had to catch snowballs in Avalanche. And it, okay. This is more colourful, and you could have, imagine the side art with bombs and yeah. stuff. So that's a good one. Your next one? Is Wheelie, another Spectrum game. Do you remember Wheelie? Wheelie? Yes, it's I do like very Side-scrolling, well. you've got a motorbike, and um, you've got to get to the end of the level, side-scrolling. Um, you've got loads of sort of creatures, bunnies, and weird things in your way, and ramps to get over. Yeah, because get... a bunny would get in the way of a motorbike, yeah. wouldn't it? But all those games had silly things Is it like a 20-foot bunny or something? 
get to the end of the level and you get like a ghost rider. Oh, okay. And you've got to race him back to the beginning again. You know what? You're bringing back, you're flooding back memories because that, I think, that and Trans Am were the very first games I ever played on the yeah, Spectrum. Trans Am's like Rally X, wasn't it? It is, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's an ultimate play the game game. Yeah. And but Wheelie, yeah, yeah Wheelie was Wheelie. a mysterious one. I remember, I remember you... on Wheelie, you had to, you had left and uh, uh, accelerate and decelerate. And if you went too quickly, you'd, go over, ramps, you'd go over the handlebars, yeah. you'd fall off. Or... Yeah, that'd be quite good. Imagine it with a, on the arcade controls, maybe a handlebar set yeah, yeah, with, a, with a throttle. If you went too fast, or you didn't brake, you could, yeah. yeah, awesome. That'd be really good, yeah. I reckon. No, it was you can cool. imagine the side arc, can't you, with motorbikes and yeah. flaming hoops to jump through and the guys well, falling imagine off. Imagine a bit like that. your death race, kind of a bit more evil and skulls, because it's like a yeah. ghost rider you're, tr- you're racing against. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe a skeleton riding a motorbike yeah, or something. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, yeah, that's a good pick. You and your yeah. Spectrum picks, yeah, there's some good ones, I think. Did you play it then? I played it years ago. I haven't played yeah. it for a long, long time. But I, I sort of, my mind is thinking it's like Excitebike or Kickstart, a later Spectrum and an 8-bit game. don't remember Kickstart. I mean, obviously Kickstart's Excitebike, a good game. But... Have a look on a, on a, an em- or a YouTube emulator. Yeah. It's Kickstart. K-I-K, start. Yeah. I think it was after this sort of... Um, the 80s motorbike trials. Yeah. Remember that Kickstarter program? The TV oh, yeah. Program? It was like that. We had to go over the, the obstacles. It was like that, but in a yeah. video game. You'll really like it. You'd love it, I think. Yeah, so the, the last one we got here was from Bensonrad, and he's mentioned this before now, and I forgot to do it. A game called Drip on the Amiga. And this was a public domain game, a PD game, you could get for like, it was like sort of like the iOS games. Now it's like a pound, or I think you got them for shareware. If you wanted to buy it, you had to, you know, contribute some money. But I had a look at this game on YouTube, and it looks really, really cool. Yeah. It's got this series of pipes on, on the screen, all connected. All Sounds like Mario. No, 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 no. It's all sort of like different different colours. And what you do is you're a drip. Mm. And what you've got to do is you, you walk over the pipes, and you make them rusty. You've got to rust the pipes up, and there's some meanies after you. And when they come closer, you can press the button, and you'll actually drop off of one pipe and drip down to the next one. You sort of drip along, mm. and you can sort of morph through the different levels doing that. And if you're at the bottom of the screen... And you, you drip down off the screen. You come back off the top. And it seems Sounds a really... Weird, you should yeah. have a look on YouTube. I'll, I'll put links to these little YouTube videos of these games we're talking about so people know what they are. But yeah, cheers, Benson. Rad, that was a cool cool idea. A really nice little game. That. Actually, I've just thought of one game that could be done in the arcade. It's a bit of an obvious choice, though. It's an Intellivision game called Astro Smash. It's almost a cross between asteroids and Space Invaders. You've got asteroids coming across the screen at you and down the screen. You've got to shoot them. And there's also a spaceship coming down, a whirly spaceship. And if you don't hit it before it hits the bottom, you lose a life. It sort of blows up on the, on the surface and blows you up. That'd be awesome in the arcade. But I think it'd be very similar to similar games of the time, I reckon. Yeah, well, there's lots of those sort of games around. Yeah, there? there was, yeah. Okay, let's get on to Game of the Week. It's Naughty Boy. It was released by Jalico. Quite a big company. Yeah, yeah. Japanese leisure company, Jalico. I never knew the name yeah. stood for that until uh, Aaron told me. Uh, it was also released by Cinematronics as well. They did a version of it. 1982. It's an eight-way stick with one button. And the longer you hold the throw button down, the further your rocks go. Basically, you're a naughty boy, as the name dictates. And you've got to throw rocks at these weird... Aliens. Yeah, they're sort of ghosty, alien... They're quite smiley-looking, weird monsters, aren't they? These antagonists. Yeah, I don't know the the name Naughty Boy. I almost felt like you should be going around smashing windows and things like that. But But it was set in like an alien world, which I thought was a bit odd with that name. Well, it's... 
you go up the screen. It's sort of an upscreen uh, scrolling game, and it's sort of there's fences and trees and yeah. little bases. There's a little base in the middle, and if you go in it, a timer ticks down. Yeah, and you can hide that. from the monsters for a little while, and you go up the screen and you you sh- you're throwing rocks at these monsters. And it's quite a good mechanic. If you hold the button longer, he throws it further. Yeah. So you've got to gauge where you're throwing the rocks to hit the monsters, and every now and again a question mark comes up, and when you get that. It's really weird. I don't know why it did it. It'll but the monster red. would go red and you could run through them then. Yeah. You wouldn't get hurt. But then like a teacup would appear or a cake or some goodie, but you couldn't get it and you couldn't shoot it. I'm not sure why that happened. I wasn't no. quite or sure. Or the dragon. That, but... Did you ever get the dragon? Oh, the weird looking... The dragon is so funny. It's like a pink... looks like a pink goose. It's just a neck flies out of nowhere. Yeah. And it breathes this pink fire. It's all pink. It's it really like a bizarre. puppet. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, one for Retro Obscura, I think. But you couldn't kill it. Do you know what? That's why they did it. Repture Obscura, guys, the last right. two weeks, chose this game for us. It's because yeah. it's flipping weird. Yeah. And yeah, so you, you, you're, you're basically supposed to be a little boy, a naughty boy. And on the artwork, you are actually a little boy throwing rocks at stuff. And hopefully everyone saw the artwork that Sean Holly did for us. He's been getting these pictures oh, yeah. and, and photoshopping us onto them and doing different artworks for to advertise the next week's game. So thank you, Sean. It's hilarious. He showed me that. When I was up there staying with him, and he he sort of thought, "I hope you don't mind." I said, "No, that's brilliant. That's no, definitely that's going cool. on there. More of that, please, Sean." So yeah, it's it's you're a naughty boy, and the character's quite fun the way he walks. He's got quite simple animation, but it's quite fun. He's got really really big feet, and he lobs his you know the rocks with like two frame animation. He just I quite lobs like it. the animation. I quite in the beginning early, but first good. impressions. I thought this is quite quirky. This is fun. Yeah, you know. Did you until... notice a similarity? Do you notice similar with the graphics with another game? I did straight away because I had the game. The fonts on it and also the way the sprites were sort of drawn, very similar to Phoenix and Pleiades. Oh, I thought it was going to say Super Glob. Yeah, yeah, got, it's got that way. They're quite simple graphics. Yeah. But they were sort of quite thin, weren't they? Yeah. But the, the font they used is exactly the same as Phoenix. And I also talked to Simon, Simon Dunn from the Four Quarters Arcade, about the the hardware, and he said, yeah, it's very similar to Phoenix, and the pinout is very similar, uh, and it's similar pinout to Pop Flamer, I believe. And uh, we've got more on that later on. We've got a competition for the PCB of this game, so we'll talk about it later on. It's you run around the screen, avoiding the monsters and chucking rocks at them, and they always come back. And you can, as I said, you can hide in the little sort of cubby hole. And the idea of the game is you go up the screen, throwing things, at flags. You you the flags fall away when you you hit them. You've got to hit all the flags mm-hmm. and try and avoid this weird pink goose dragon sock puppet weird which is pretty easy thing. to avoid yeah but he just pops out of nowhere yeah. you can't hit him with anything either. I don't think I ever got hit by him once no I didn't and we'll talk about that later on <laughs> <laughs> and uh you basically get to the top, and it's sort of like a castle at the very top of the screen. And when you hit all, there's quite a lot of flag. When you hit all the flags there, it bursts into flames. Yeah. So you're being a really naughty boy by committing arson, basically. Yeah, that's the level done. And when you do a few levels like that, you get onto a, a, this is a really weird part. I don't know where the heck they got this from. There's a bonus level where you're in a balloon at the top yeah, of the screen, got, yeah, and you're lobbing your rocks out, and there's this little fat... You've got a fuel gauge. What's yeah. that about? I don't know, in a balloon. That's almost just like a time limit, Yeah, it? yeah, I think it's a time... One of the monsters you've been hitting, the little flappy bird yellow thing with flappy arms, he's smiley at the bottom, looking really happy, mm. and you're lobbing rocks at the poor thing. And every time you hit him, he runs backwards and forwards, rather like the polar bear on Carnival. Yeah. And you got to hit him before he runs right, off. Yeah. And you just got to keep lobbing things at this poor down trodden like monster. Or yeah, what a horrible kid. Horrible child. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of freaky. It's, I don't know where the heck, it's got nothing to do with the rest of the game at all. It's like a bonus level. Really bizarre. I mean, the Retro Obscura guys really know how to pick a weird damn <laughs> game, don't they? 
So yeah, it's it's quite a colourful game, but it's got that early colour palette. Remember yeah. eight colours. What maybe? year is it then? Do you know? Nineteen eighty-two. Right. So it is a real early one, actually. Yeah, weird, wobbly, weird ghosts. I thought and stuff. Let's get on to the thing that I think everyone found out about this game. I found out about it early. Yeah, second was, game in. For yeah. Me. When I was talking to Sean Holly about it, he said, "Oh, what's your score for ninety-eight thousand? I said, "Way more than that, mate. Way more." He went, "What?" <laughs> I said, "Yeah, I won't tell you how I got it." He went. Hmm, I have to do some research on yeah. this. And if you go on the cloth, uh, uh, I didn't have to do any research. Did you know you found out by yourself? Yeah, well game done. Too easy. Well, basically, on this game, there's a little glitch. It's only on the Jalico version, mind. So if I'd chosen the Cinematronics version, it would have been a different matter. But since we chose the Jalico version, I could have changed it up with it. But no, let's do it. Let's do a game with an obvious glitch in it. And mm. this game has one. When you first start the game, you go up the screen about a third of the screen. Go to the left or the right. And you're sort of surrounded by fences and, and, and bushes. Basically, the monsters can't get you there. Mm. If they try and get you, you can lob a rock at them quickly to the left or the right, or you can just nip through the screen like a Pac-Man. Yeah. Sorry, Pac-Person. They're not being sexist anymore. A Pac-Man corridor. So you can just go out the other side of the screen. They can't get you. And basically, you just fire up and down for, over the fence. Just rack up and the you points. can rack the points up and, and your points go up exponentially. I think, it said on Clove they go up to 100,000 points each. I didn't have that at all. The top they went up to was 9,000 points each. Mm. I rolled the game easily. Yeah. Easily, up to a million. And it just kept... Basically, I got a score, and I just left it at that. And I beat Sean Holly. Amazing, you got to a million. Face. I got bored about 300,000. Yeah, I went over a million. But the thing is, we can't tell the listeners our scores this week, because there's a competition to do with our scores. So in two weeks' time, we'll reveal our scores... And they're not amazing. I'm not going to give a big up massive I've won and you've lost because it was a game where you can just keep going forever, basically. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of the, the people who were playing along with us did. They got over a million. I think some of the guys, I think SM Radius on the UK VAC forum, he actually got it to 999900 and then stopped the game so he could leave it on the screen and show us we could get nearly a million. So I rolled it. And when you get your high score, it doesn't actually show you a million. It just rolls to whatever yeah. you left it at. Hey guys, this is Aaron from the Retro Obscura podcast, and I'm recording a segment for Vic and Alex for Naughty Boy. And I wanted to talk about Naughty Boy because I picked the game for them because it is a weird game. And I'll tell you why. Because you start this game up and you're this delinquent kid. You're not really a hero in this game that I can tell. And you're supposed to go after these, the best I can describe them is these uh, yellow duck dolphins. You're <laughs> throwing bombs at them. And also these creatures that look like Barney the Dinosaur colored ghost. <laughs> and you've got this bomb, you're wandering around this maze, and you can destroy the environment. But what you want to do is get to the top of the maze, it scrolls up a bit, and you want to destroy these Jolly Roger flags. And once you destroy the flags, you get to the next level. And the next level is a little bit harder. There's no maze boundaries on either side, so the enemies can just kind of pop out from anywhere on the screen. It's a whole bunch of black as you move up the screen. And it just gets harder and harder. To be honest, I really haven't gotten much further than the third stage 
stage, but once you beat the second stage, you get a strange bonus level where you're inside of a hot air balloon, and it looks like you're dropping these missiles on top of one of these weird duck dolphin creatures, and you're just trying to shoot as many missiles at him as you can. It's kind of like a reverse kaboom because he's trying to dodge the missiles that you're shooting down from him at above. So if you've ever played kaboom, think of the reverse of that. Anyways, this is a Jalico 1982 game. The strange thing about the Jalico version of this game is that there's a glitch in the first level where you can keep on rolling your score and getting above a million points just because there's a nice little place you can hide. And so I must have rolled my score about three times and I ended up with about three million points. But then I thought, you know, let me play this game legitimately. And so I loaded up the cinematronic version in my copy of MAME. And you know what? I actually did pretty respectably. My score on cinematronic version was 310,970. And I employed some of the same strategies I did in the Jalico version. The difference is in the cinematronic version, they fix the fence so that you can't camp there anymore. But what you can do, and the 10 pence guys will catch on to this, is that you can bomb out a little area inside the forest and you can camp there. Problem is the enemies get faster and faster. And so when they start speeding around the screen, there's kind of a delay when you throw your bomb. And so if you don't catch those enemies just right, they'll run right past your bomb and get to you. And so it's kind of a timing thing that you gotta do. Now, the cool thing is this game doesn't have a timer like you'd find in Pac-Man or Donkey Kong or something like that, where your time runs out and you die. Honestly, this, this run, all I did was I camped in the forest and I tried to see how many of these enemies I could destroy because they keep respawning and they'll find different ways to come get you, but you're just trying to rack up as much score and get that multiplier going. And I think after a certain amount of score, you'll actually gain an extra life too. So it's it's a fun way to play the game. You do not have to advance the level to enjoy this game. You can just sit there and see how far you can get just from hiding in one spot. And I know it's like if you've ever played a first-person shooter, then you'll probably call it camping, which is exactly what it is. But it's still a lot of fun. To me, it makes the game even more fun. So with that, uh, I guess the 10 pence guys, you just have to beat the 310,970 score on the cinematronics version of Naughty Boy. If you want to hear my podcast, it's Retro Obscura and you can find us at retroobscura.podomatic.com So, let's go on to the competition. The Four Quarters Bar, especially Simon, who helps out there and he's uh, sort of part owner of it and does a lot of the, the technical stuff, he's actually got a PCB of this game. And if you play the game properly, it's quite a challenging little game. If you cheat, just what don't bother. What version has he got? I think he's got the Jalico version. But you can always swap it around to the Cinematronics version if you want. Oh, that's cool. And you can't cheat on the Cinematronics version and you can't cheat on the bootleg version. I say cheat. I'm going to have to go back and play on those versions, I think. Because yeah, I think we should have a go. Well, I'll tell you what, version. before next podcast... We'll do an alternative scores. We'll use a Cinematronics version. Yeah, yes, we'll play the game properly how it should be played. Because we didn't know about this cheat at the time. Because you're a naughty boy. Oh, naughty boy. Yes. So I've got my scores in front of us here. I know your scores. But what the competition entails is there's two questions for the listeners to do. And you can get onto us any way you like. Facebook, forums, Twitter. Yeah. I'll write down everyone's um, guesses and question answers. And at the end of next two weeks' time... Whoever gets closest to one of the answers and gets the other answer correct will win the board. It'll be the PCB. We'll send it to you in, the, in anywhere in Europe free of charge. If you're an American or 
out of Europe, you'll have to pay postage, I think, so it be quite a lot of money. But the board will be free, and I'm going to make a jammer adapter for it, because I think most people will be paying on the jammer cap, because they won't have an original cap, I don't think. Basically, the two questions are, Simon and Tom and you were talking on episode 18 of the 10 Pence Arcade podcast, and you did an interview with them at the bar, and it was, what tree was used to make the bar top they had there? Because they had quite a posh bar top out of a... You made the bar, and they put the, the lid I on it. the brickwork, yeah. We no. want to know what tree that was made out of, what the wood was made out of. And the second one is what are Alex's and my combined score, nearest wins. So you can have a guess how high... You know one Mine's of us... going to be really low. It doesn't, it doesn't really, really matter. It's going to be closest to it, because everyone knows now that I rolled the score at one million. But how long did I go? Did I play for an hour? Did I play for five minutes? Did I... We don't know. So it's it's open to anyone. You don't have to know anything about arcades, really, to, to win this competition. You don't need to go on Google to find out all the answers. You just need to listen back to 18. Number 18, listen to Alex's cool art interview with the two guys there and uh, find out those two questions. So please send us your answers. Not on a postcard. We don't deal with snail mail. And, uh, yeah, you can win the PCB of this game, which is quite a good little thing because it's quite a rare PCB. I imagine it is, yeah. I think there was one in America for sale on, on American eBay for $90. So oh, it's so not going to be sneezed that. One other thing we sort of cover here, we've covered the, the secret there, the sort of cheat that most people found out quite easily. Cheat! I wouldn't say cheat, I'd say uh, milking tactics or uh, glitch. Thinking they'd get away with it. Yeah. But everyone knew. I banned two people for cheating as well, but I perhaps should ban myself. Yeah, I think you should. <laughs> Only joking, guys. Yeah, the one thing I think they could improve on this game, and they did on the cinematronics and the bootleg version, is to not have that piece where you can glitch out and you can get all these points. Or, someone else mentioned, put a timer on the game. Yeah. So you've only got a minute to get to the top and, and you know set fire to the castle at the top. Do is there a world multi- record then on the Jellico version? I think there is, but I think it's 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 a farce because anyone can do it. Maybe it's yeah. a cinematronic, I'll have to look into it. But yeah, yeah. I, think, I think it'd be a fun little game if you couldn't cheat. Yeah. So we'll for next time, we'll have a couple of goes on cinematronics version and we'll see what happens, yeah? Definitely. And we'll also give our scores for this time. I've got them written down in front of me here. And, uh, yeah, we'll do that. And that'll be the, the answers for next time. Right then, mate. Let's just tie this up with next show's game. So what game are we going to choose? We're going to pick Pang. Oh, groovy game. We went to do that a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? But this yeah, one came in before. Yeah, cool. We played so, a lot on the Super Nintendo. Yes. Super ah, Pang. Let's just confirm which version. One, two, three, or Super? One. The first one. The original yes. Pang, yeah? Cool. And if there's any version with uh, cheats in it, do not use them. Let us know. No, let us well, know. Of course they're not going to let us know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Be cheating. <laughs> Especially that Sean Holly. Sod. <laughs> yeah, so that's about it, mate. Anything more from you? No, that's it, mate. So, no further ado, let's get out of here and go and play Pang. Also, listen to the walk round of the arcade up at the New Frontier. Thanks, guys. Cheers. See you Thank later. Thank you. Bye. Right, welcome guys, this is the Tempest Arcade Podcast, hello Vic. I'm here as well, hello. We're here at the main event of the year, which is... The New Frontier. We just walked through the door and we've got candy cabs in your face as soon as we get through the door. In a corner with LS Sound, I used to own one of them, with some Kaya games on it. You've got a new Astro City and an Astro City next door to that. Hello. Podcast. Am I? I've just got yeah, I've just got here. Yeah, the Manchester, literally, I just stopped at just Manchester. Stopped. Well I haven't even gone through that door yet. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
just seen two uh, Pac-Man tabletop arcade games as well. At the sofas, Arkanoid in the corner there. We've got Crazy Kong, Zachariah here. We've got over there, Zachariah, Cabby, Green Boy in Yeah, 
I just know the story, John Park. The sticks, the sticks correct on this, so I'm struggling with it. Ah, I see. So playing with proper cap, you just can't yeah. do proper scores, can you? Can't do it. We'll challenge him later. Does that one go for three? Yeah, it does. Yeah. It, it does. does. So it's got a knock in The very eldest, mind you, wide body. Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. Defender. Another spy hunter is one of James' house. Full size bouncer. Asteroids, full size. Behind that, we've got a Mrs. We've got another wacky around the corner. We've got a Mrs. Batman. Next door. Oh, oh, my Ryex, Papa Cap, Dorf. Yeah, it's a lovely day. Oh, 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 an afterburner cab. That doesn't happen. You know. Well, none of these. 20 years ago it did. It's like nothing like this. I mean, you have to go to the US to get this kind of experience. So it's a one-off thing in the UK. And it's great that, you know, it's a lot of people coming together to do it. You know, it's everybody collaborating, yourself getting involved. And the community, yeah, and this is why it's here, and it's fantastic. So, real privilege to be here. Choice 10 here with Duck Hunt. Can I have a gun? She's got a gun. I <laughs> oh, gun. Oh, Legends, favourite one of the Dreamcast. Awesome game. Is that here? It's just like here. Yeah. Get this ball somewhere. Let's go play some games. Yeah, so that's it, guys. We've got some kids dancing around, enjoying. 
yourselves, I'm going to do the same. You can download or play the podcast, view all the show notes and leave feedback at www.10pencearcade.co.uk or email me at vertvic at 10 You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can Twitterize us at 10 Arcade for me and at Nintendo Arcade for Alex. We'd love to hear from you regarding game suggestions, personal arcade experiences or anything arcade related you'd like to share.